0: Welcome back to 365 God Podcast. This is your podcast pastor, Pastor Beryl. This episode is entitled, Who Am I? I Am Them. So, on a Saturday, about 1.45 p.m. in the afternoon, after I'd done much running around, mask distributions for those in my community, working with my sorority, going about running, you know, just a few errands, errands for myself, errands for my mom, errands for church. And I'm on my way back home because the plumbers told me that he wants to meet at 2 p.m. So I want to be there. I want to make sure that I'm getting this done. And so on my way home, I'm thinking about, where I've been often as I do in the car I reflect I reflect on who I've come in contact with that day I reflect on what I'm doing I reflect and so in my reflection for that day that particular Saturday I am thinking about all the people I've come in contact with I've thought about the people in the grocery store I've thought about my sorority sisters I've even had a few smiles on my face and all those interactions I started to come back to the immediate environment of my car. And I realized I am listening to classical music. That realization came after I yawned about three times. And I said, oh my gosh, I must be tired. I must be sleepy. And I said to myself, this classical music is not helping me. It's so calming. It's so serene. But then before flipping the channel, I realized that there was something about it that I really loved. I started to realize this is my Saturday tradition. Anytime I'm in the car on Saturday, I'm listening to classical music, a little Red River Radio, a little NPR News, and a little classical music. Just what I need for a Saturday. Just about every Saturday. This is my habit. And then I realized that I did not recognized that this had become a tradition for some time now for me for a very, very long time. I laughed. I chuckled at myself because I wondered how many people would believe that I listen to classical music or that I'm such a geek about Red River Radio. <laughs> and so as I began to think about where did this come from? When, when did I learn this? What, what, what gave me this love for this classical music? And it was All started in some very humble beginnings in the kitchen of my Aunt Vader, who I loved and who I just missed so very much. It was not strange for me to go home with her on a Sunday or on a Saturday to find my way, because there was no school, into her kitchen. She lived right next door to my grandparents, and so if I had to go to my grandparents' house, it was very common for me to just skip through and go over to Aunt Vader's house sit with her, bug her about how in the world did she get the name Vader. Sometimes I'd even relax my tongue a little bit and call her Veda. Aunt Veda, what you got cooking? You got any corn casserole in there? What about that popcorn? So you got to understand that when the microwave came out, I was so excited when my family first got a microwave. And my Aunt Vader was one of the first people that I knew to have a microwave. She told my mom, she says, Betty, you ought to get that girl a microwave. And so she would always let me come over to her house and take the microwave popcorn and put it in there. And oh, I thought it was a science experiment just to sit and watch the popcorn pop up in this microwave. It was a little bit different as it had been on the stove at Big Mama's house, where I would watch these little um, kernels of corn just become so fluffy. And we'd sit there and we'd eat and we'd have a great time. And so those are some of the memories I remember. I remember going into her kitchen, and I remember the aroma of bleach mixed with joy any time that she washed dishes, or perhaps even if it were morning or noon, there was still going to be a little bit of bleach mixed with a little dawn. you know, as she cleaned her dishes, and that 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 aroma was accompanied by the melody of classical music which filled the air. So working together was the aroma and the concert of classical music, just working together. And I remember I'd sit at her table, sometimes with my hands propping up my chin, and I'd ask so many questions and she'd answer me. It was not common, common, uh, uncommon as I got older to walk to her refrigerator. And I remember that there were these little white kids peppered all over her refrigerator and I would ask her questions about every last one of them several of them I remember even now and now that I know this it was a graduation picture one of them a gentleman who was graduating high school he had a black suit white shirt and a bow tie there was a girl and she had her hair teased in the front hanging down curly on the sides And she also was draped in black with a V-neck. Looks like she was going somewhere important. So I lived kind of vicariously through these characters or these, and I guess they were not characters, but in my life at that point, because I had no relationship with them, they were characters. And so I lived vicariously through these individuals. And I said, I want to be wherever they're going. And as she would come back, she was a maid, and as she would come back and she would talk to my mom and she would talk to my mom's sisters, which were her sisters they shared, brothers and my grandparents, about the lives of these children and the things that they were accomplishing, I remember I would be absorptive and I would think about those things and I would say, I'm going to do that one day, I'm going to be like that. It was not uncommon for me to walk to her refrigerator. And if there was a new picture there, that picture had a story. So I would ask her about those children. I never found myself being jealous of any of them just because they peppered her refrigerator door with some sort of magnet on the back of their picture. But I did find it interesting that, you know, she had all these other kids. She only gave birth to one son and Stanley was awesome always awesome one of my favorite people in the whole wide world we um there in the family home my aunt vader's home was a very humble place she had what we call a little shotgun house in other words you could come to the front door and you could shoot a bullet through the back door but it was a very calming place for me as a kid it was a very restful place i remember it was one of those places that i would seek out to find my peace to find joy, I was always comfortable in her home. It was not uncommon for me to be able to know where the stash of bubblegum was going to be, and I could open the drawer up and there would be her tobacco and my bubble gum right there together in the same place. I knew not to touch her tobacco, but to engage in my bubble gum, and that I did. And she taught me so much, she taught me resilience. She taught me just how a woman needs to have her business together. For you see, Aunt Vader never married. From that place, I realized that I have a foundation that, and a makeup that comes from a place that is not suited in commercials about skin care. But it's deeper than my skin. It's who I am because of those influencers. And so I'm grateful for the foundation that I have because of those influencers like Aunt Vader. I am grateful for those influences I have, like my mother, who's my lasting impression in my life, or my Aunt Rosie, who is the youngest, and I too am the youngest of the family, and I will fight for the family, or my Aunt Cora, who valued life and just had such a real side about her, or my Aunt Dorothy, who put everybody ahead of herself, or even my Aunt Ola, you see, she cared for the things of the church administratively. And it was not uncommon for her to find herself traveling or, you know, just investing in what a girl ought to invest in. Or my Aunt Sally, who cares deeply for people. Or my Aunt Jeanette, if we can get it done, we ought to get it done. No procrastination. Or my Aunt Camilla, who I share compassion for, for people, period. For making places of, uh, spaces and places beautiful for those who have to dwell in them and don't have other options, are my aunt Charlotte, who believes that whatever I have is enough for anybody else. These are my influencers. As a little girl, I remember sitting in the kitchen, and with my grandmother, and it was not uncommon for this lady with red glasses on, and sometimes red lipstick, white woman, for me to see her on our television. It was the person of Sally Jesse Raphael, and also there was Mister Donahue. There was Mister Donahue also, who I remember seeing on TV, and I thought, "Wow, these people have a fun job." But years later comes along this lady by the name of Oprah Winfrey, and my granddaddy could call her Big Daddy would always say, "Look at old Oprah." I love to watch Oprah. And I would always say, Big Daddy, her name is Oprah. I know it's hard to say, but can you say Oprah? It's no F in that Big Daddy. And he'd still just tickle me and say, oh Oh, oh, Oprah. But there was something unique about her. She was doing the same thing as those two people were doing. But she looked like me. I went back to the refrigerator where I stared at those children who peppered my aunt's refrigerator. And I said, Oh, This lady is doing what I want to do. She is doing just that. I didn't know at that time if I wanted to be a talk show host or what. But I did know I wanted to do something big. To make Big Daddy and Big Mama. Really proud of me. Mama, Daddy, all of my influencers. Miss Janice Washington. My youth leader at the church. I wanted to make her proud. Yeah. And so... That led me, as a little girl, I remember I would line, I would go in the bathroom, and I had what I call mirror chronicles. In these chronicles, in my mirror, I would sit there, and I would line my dolls up, and the first thing I would say to myself first is, who am I? And I would go deep into myself to find out, who is this little girl who's staring back at me? Who is she? What makes her think? What makes her move? And I would always ask God, God, why did you make me like this? not questioning anything that I didn't love about myself, but just curious. And God would speak to me and I would have these encounters. And I knew that it was more than my imagination that was speaking back to me. It was someone who was real. No, someone. It was not me talking to myself. It was someone. And so I started to build a relationship with the Lord and in my mirror, in my times of reflection, as i did earlier that day on that saturday as i was driving reflecting so i sat down and i would put all my dolls out and before long i was saying welcome to the barrel catherine show our guests today are precus and shampoo (laughs) you may laugh at that but those were my imaginary friends and my dolls whoever they were named at that time were a part of my listening audience During that time, we would talk about various topics that I'd learn in school, perhaps my history class or something I'd learn in science or even a math topic. And not before long, my talk show would sometimes turn into a classroom setting and I would act out other influencers, which have been my teachers. And I would act out and it was like I was rehearsing and reinforcing the lessons that I'd learn from those influencers. I realized that I had a greater foundation that makeup could ever give me. I had a deeper makeup. Than foundation could ever give me. My foundation was rooted in the ancestry of these individuals. My makeup is who they are. I am who I am because of them. So I had to learn how to answer that question that I used to ask the little girl in the mirror Who am I? I am them. I am all of those influencers who have contributed to my life. I am them, I am their ancestry. I am those who took the time to teach lessons from lessons they had learned. I am so grateful for my mom's oldest sister, Aunt Vader. I am so grateful that she never shied back. That she did everything that she did very well. She taught me how to like greens. She taught me how to like eggs. I was the test taster in her home. And as I began to be the test taker in society, I've been able to win. Win lots of hard challenges over as victories because of influencers like her. So this podcast is dedicated to all those influencers. I've only named a few, but there are a myriad of women, men, who have been a great part of who I am. I encourage you to figure out, to think about, to reflect. Who am I? Who is your them? What's your foundation? And when times get tough, you'll be able to go back to those humble beginnings and you'll be able to say, I am them and I am good.